An unfiltered, uncensored, raw storytelling podcast. I'm tired and angry, but somebody should be. Welcome to another episode of my Ugly Truth Podcast. Save me a press. I want to thank everybody for listening to My Ugly Truth Podcast since day one. Today is our one-year anniversary of the first day that My Ugly Truth Podcast was launched on April 1st of 2019. So thank you so much to all my faithful listeners. We appreciate you so much. And thank you for making my story matter and being able to relate to My Ugly Truth. Thank you guys so much. Episode 2 craziest thing you ever did and not only the craziest thing you ever did but what did you learn from it the craziest thing I ever did was pretty dramatic it's pretty high it's pretty out there as I got on an airplane after my ex-fiance who was supposed to fly back to Florida to be with me did not get on the plane because his mother did not allow him to. Let's have a moment of silence there for a second. And who stops him? His mother? What are you, five? Guess what happened when he didn't show up? That second part of, I bought my ass a plane ticket. And I got my happy ass on that plane and I showed up at his house. The thing about me is, you know, yes, I'm extra as fuck. I'm petty as fuck too. I don't give a crap. I mean, I deal with my emotions. That's just how I do it. I just, I don't understand that. Like, if you're going to do that to me after I bought you a plane ticket and you're going to hurt me like that, you think I'm just going to sit here and get over it? Oh, kick rocks? Nah, I'm sorry. Well, the story about me and we're going to call him Jasper because he's Jasper the Casper. And by Casper, I mean if any man out there that deserves the award of how many times they've ghosted one person or how many times they've caspered this man would be the winner in the whole nation for this award so that's why we're going with the casper name because he's ghosted on me not once not twice but three times and the third one he was my fiance so do i feel stupid saying this out loud right now yeah i do Honestly, it's therapeutical because I realized how ridiculous I thought that there's a chance in hell that this would work. He was a huge impact in my life. It was a five-year relationship. It was on. You know, if you guys know much about Gemini's, there's four people on this relationship. Gemini is a twin sign, two twins, and a relationship is four people. So you have a 25% chance of having a good-ass day with this person forever. So one out of four. So when it was good, though, it was great. But when it was bad, it was horrible. It was intense. It always happened in August. He was always there for Labor Day. And then around October is when he'd come back. When he would break up with me, he would just leave. And I was like, oh my God, like this is not happening again. So of course I started having abandonment issues. So Jasper was always afraid of coming back to me and his family finding out. So the cowardly way that Jasper would leave his family and come back to me, it wouldn't be the mature way of sitting down and actually talking to your family and telling them what's going on. He would ghost his family too. What? A guy who ghosts a girl and his family and his mother. If you can ghost your mother and you can ghost your family, you're dead to me because that means you can ghost anybody. If you can get, oh my God, like if you can ghost the mother, your mother who gave you life, what makes me think you won't ghost everybody else? Like this is, wow, mind blowing. He would ghost his family, and not only was he Casper to me, he was Casper to them. He was Casper to everybody. Sneak out in the middle of the night to leave his family, knowing that they wouldn't agree with with this whole situation, was another confirmation for me to know that I didn't matter to him. But I bought him a plane ticket, 
Why did I buy this plane ticket on Friday the 13th for him to travel? I have no fucking idea because I am very superstitious. Um, I see a number all the time. I'm pretty sure there's people out there that see a number all the time. I see 808 all the time. And I wouldn't consider it a bad or a good thing, even though a lot of bad things have happened to me on that day. But August was the hardest month for me because he always left me on 808, which was very weird how it ended up being like that. 808 was a very big... Um, I guess notification if I saw 808 a lot it meant there was going to be a huge dramatic change in my life I wouldn't say it was a bad thing or a good thing I thought it would be a great idea if he was to tell his family he was leaving before his plane left he told me he was going to tell him an hour before he left I was like eh, I don't think that's a good idea I know how your mother is she's going to want to talk to you about this she's going to freak out she's going to call your father you got you guys going to have a parent conference and and that's just too much for an hour before your flight. I was like, whatever you do, Jasper, don't miss this flight. And he swore he wasn't going to. So he told me he'd call me when he was on his way to the airport. I said, okay. I realize an hour goes by and check-in time is about to come up. And I haven't got a call from him. See, the thing about gut feeling is your intuition is telling you something's not right. So I call him and she puts me on speaker and she says... You're on speaker right now, and we don't think that's a great idea. You guys are too toxic for each other. And I am furious. I am mad. I am screaming. I am crying. I am beating myself up for this Friday the 13th flight stupid idea that we decided for him to fly on that day. I am freaking out. I'm calling the airline. I'm calling his cell phone, like, nonstop, and then it starts going to voicemail. It's not even ringing. So I already knew the phone was off. I had this moment of anxiety. How a relationship can totally change you as a person. To the point where you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, who are you? You would have never dealt with this shit five years ago, two years ago. He completely changed the person I was. So when he tells me you're not the same person I fell in love with, you're damn right. They'll say the meanest thing to cut you to the core and then not even react to you freaking out or you being hurt they'll still blame you for what you do afterwards i never understood that because i have two boys and if i ever met a woman that was dating my son and i did not agree with the relationship i know from my experience that if i tell them to not date that girl they're going to do it anyways and they just hang up the phone and you don't have a say you're just like what the fuck well I went nuts. And when I mean by nuts, I did the craziest thing. And I don't think it's a bad thing. Do I regret it? Fuck no. I would have done the same thing if it happened. And I'm glad I did. I call the airline. He does not check in. The flight leaves. And from what I see online, he has not got on the plane. But I still go to the airport and still wait just to make sure. I was going to make sure if I was going to do something crazy that I was going to make sure he wasn't here in the state of Florida. Well, at the airport, as I'm sitting there, I'm realizing everybody's off that plane and he is not walking out and I just lost $246 buying a plane ticket for a fuckboy who just fucked me over for my ex to tell me he's coming back and not come back because of his mother <laughs> I was sitting there not knowing if I should hate him not knowing if I should be worried if I should be mad if I should be sad but I knew one thing that woman and not let me have a say so I called my best friend, Mallory. She's actually stepmother of my kids. She's married to my children's father and then we co-parent very well. And she's one of my best friends. So I call Mallory and I tell her, yeah, he didn't show up. Mallory knows the story of me and Jasper since day one. Shit, Mallory knows a lot more than just this story. <laughs> Mallory probably thinks I'm insane, but she's stuck with me forever. And without even asking anybody what they thought, I told Mallory, hey, I'm at the airport. And she's like, oh, did you get here? No. I explain the whole story to her. I tell her exactly what happened. And she's just like, what? What? Like, I can't believe he did not show up because of his mother. I bought a plane ticket. And she's like, what? What do you mean you bought a plane ticket? Where are you going? I was like, where do you think I'm going? I'm fucking going up north and I'm going to his front door and I'm going to fucking talk about it. And she's like, oh my God, Angie, you're crazy. Do not go over there. I was like, Mallory, 
I bought the ticket. I'm going. There's no talking me out of it. I'm just letting you know what happened. He didn't come. So now I'm going out of the state of Florida to find out why. And I knew that was like dumb of me because the stupidest thing I would ever do would be to chase a man who just literally did not get on a plane for me. But it wasn't chasing him because I wasn't going there to get him. I was going there to face him and have my say in it. No one shuts me up. I am a huge believer that everyone should be equal. And when I see that somebody treats me unfairly, they didn't even give me the chance to speak and they're hurting me and then they don't give me a voice to speak, you better believe I'm going to show up. You better believe I'm going to find a way to say something. So I already knew the phone was off. No one shuts me up. I don't care if you're five miles away. I don't care if you're a thousand miles away. I call my dad and I tell my mom, hey, just want to let you know. I'm not asking you what you think. I'm telling you, I got a plane ticket and I'm flying up north to Jasper's house because he didn't show up. My mom and my dad go crazy on me. Why am I doing this? This guy's driving me crazy. Why am I freaking wasting money? Another plane ticket, 200 and some dollars. Let's add that to the tab, the Jasper tab. And my dad texts me and says, what county does Jasper live in? just in case you get arrested. <laughs> and I willingly gave him the county. Here you go, here's the county. This is the address that I might get trespassing in. This is where you can find me. I'll call you once I get there and I'll call you after I speak to them and tell you how it goes. If you don't hear from me, then you should check with Jill because that's where I'm at. So, sweatpants, a tank top, sneakers, one change of clothes that I just grabbed really quickly from my room, underwear, eye toothbrush, and my phone charger and I was all gone. So as I'm on the plane, I have no Wi-Fi, which I'm a huge phone addict. It's a horrible thing about me. A plane for us phone addicts with no Wi-Fi is the worst thing ever. It is two and a half hours of just sitting there and figuring out what the fuck I'm gonna do. So my anxiety is not letting me take a nap. My anxiety is not letting me sleep. My flight was like, I think at 10 p.m. I arrived there at 12.30, and I actually got it to Philadelphia Airport, which is a good two and a half hours to where he lives. So I would have to get there, get a rental car, pay for that, add it to the Chasper tab, and drive two and a half hours. So I was like doing the math as I'm on the plane, I'm thinking, I'm not going to get there till like 2.30 at the earliest, maybe 3 a.m., that's probably not a great time to show up and start shit with the family. So I decided once I was gonna get my Wi-Fi that I was going to get the rental car. I was going to get a hotel, book it, hashtag add it to the Jasper tab. But that was a scary plane ride knowing I was getting on the plane, the person I was going to see did not know I was coming to see them that after two and a half hours, I could answer my phone when I get off that plane and he might just have called me and told me he was on his way. And I was freaking out of the result of that weekend. I was like, if I go there now, what's gonna happen when I get back on that plane to come back? Like anything is possible. I always regret how I act with my emotions first. After the flights of two and a half hours and after my mind's finally calmed down and realized this is what's going on and this is what's happening and he definitely didn't get on the plane and I'm flying on a Friday the 13th flight. Awesome. I realize, wow, this is kind of stupid what I'm doing, but hey, I'm already here. I ain't backing down now. I'm in Philadelphia airport right now. Uh, showing up at 3 a.m. was not going to be a smart idea, Angie, but... So I get my rental car and get this stupid ass red smart car. And I'm like, great, could you make it any brighter? I mean, here I am, I'm trying to sneak up on a freaking property to go start some shit with my ex's mother trying to be discreet over here and you give me a red bright ass car. It's one of the things that drives me crazy besides being ignored, I guess that kind of falls in the line of why I hate being ignored, is not being able to be heard, not being able to understand what was going on and the fact that I got shut off I haven't heard from him. My anxiety 
was so high that I was like, how am I going to sleep tonight at the hotel? Sleep? Like, no, there's no way in hell I was going to sleep. So I decided to, you know what? Even though it is about two, three, and I was going to drive by, though, just to see if he was outside, smoked a cigarette. He's just like me. He's a night owl. Or do you think that I wasn't going to show up? Like, just because you're six states away from me does not mean I'm not going to show up. <laughs> like, does this lady really think that turning the phone off, that I was just going to accept it and take it up the ass like that? Nah. No. Like, what, do you really think that Angie was going to be like, okay? <laughs> you're going to spend my money, my time, and not show up? I'm going to show up for you. And now I'm going to ask questions. You really thought I was just going to like shut up and not say anything about these $246 flight that you just made me waste money on and still didn't show up? I am that person that's so stubborn that I will pay another 300 bucks over that plane ticket just to prove a point. So yeah, it's like crazy to fly a thousand miles to your ex that did not get on the plane to wonder why or to ask why. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. But him not getting on a plane after spending my money is kind of crazy too. So I'm literally about to pull up on a street and my phone starts ringing. This is 2.45 a.m. and my phone's ringing. I'm like, who the hell like, would be calling? And it says Jasper's calling. To me, that was a sign of maybe this is not crazy. Maybe me being down the street from his house. Maybe it's a sign that we are not crazy. Getting that phone call was one of the best feelings because I answered and he's apologizing like crazy and he's like my parents had this huge intervention on me and I didn't know what to say they told me they were gonna cut me off they literally told me here's 20 bucks you can get a cab to the airport but then don't ever speak to me again if this is what you're deciding on doing and he goes and do you see now why I have to sneak out and not tell my family anything and I said no because you can be a Casper and a ghost and ghost your family or you could be a man and man up and stick for what you think that you should be doing with your life but that's just me and then he asks me where are you <laughs> funny thing you ask and i'm just like where am i he's like yeah where are you he's thinking that i'm like out at the bars with my friends to try to like not think about him i was like come outside i'm down the street he's like what <laughs> i said yeah i'm in a rental car i'm in a red smart car get your ass outside because we gotta talk he was silent but then like not to the point where he didn't believe me like he knew that i was that crazy that's the one thing i will say we both knew we were crazy and it was one of the things that we loved about each other hands down anytime that we showed each other we were crazy it just kind of confirmed that we loved each other he's like oh this bitch would show up just i don't know where so he comes out he gets in the car and i'm just like happy just to see him like i said i didn't go there to fight with him I didn't go there to get him back and it was a good feeling seeing him. I drive off because the last thing I want is a mother coming out. He literally sneaks out the back door. So I got this hotel on the beach and we talked. What I came out with that conversation was his family and they don't think that he should be with me and I was like listening but at the same time I'm thinking well this is no one's fault but yours. Like you're the one that decided to move back here. You're the one that decided to involve your family. And now that you're back, you know, he goes back home without a job after breaking up with me. And his mom, of course, takes him under her wing. And I guess his mom is, is providing for him. But you wouldn't be in the situation if you didn't come back and involve them. He didn't know if he should come back. Told me he didn't know what to do. I didn't come there to come get him. I came there to find out if that's truly what he meant. And if he did, I was coming back and moving on. So he was always confused. He always felt like he needed to pick me and his family, but I never made him pick. But he always felt like he needed to, and he always did. But his family always put him in a situation where it was an ultimatum. I will say the relationship between me and his mother never got better. She always disliked me. She always put me down about her son. I didn't ask him anything. I just told him to figure it out. So we say our goodbyes in front of the hotel because of course I have to drive my happy ass two hours to the airport and it was really hard to say bye to him but I think it was harder for him because I already kind of prepared myself for the weekend like this is going to be a shit show this weekend so there's no reason to expect anything good to come out so I went there not expecting anything the thing that's most constant in our life is change I hate change how can you hate change when that's the only thing that's constant in your life your life is constantly changing life is all about change and I hate change. So when I go into something expecting 
a certain situation to be the way it should be, I always end up upset with my results. So I left there not expecting anything. I literally get a phone call five minutes down the road and Jasper calls me and he tells me, turn around and come get me. I'm coming with you. It was like the happiest moment ever for me at that moment. I was just thinking there's no way in hell that I just came to his state, to his town, did not have to face the wicked witch. That was one thing about Jasper. You didn't have to demand anything from him. He would just do it on his own. So I turn around and he literally, we're acting like we're 15 year olds, like sneaking out. He's like, I have to drop this truck off. So I gotta drop it off at the house. Let me go inside and sneak in and grab all my clothes. And I'm like, no, I what? No, you're not sneaking in because my luck, you're going to sneak in and get caught. And then we're both going to be in trouble and I'm going to miss my flight. I'm sitting outside like a person waiting to drive the getaway car. There goes the third and fourth plane ticket. 200 and some dollars, add that to the tab. Add that to the Jasper tab. Four plane tickets. Mine, back and forth. The first one he missed and the one that he's coming back with me. Four plane tickets when it should have been just one. Oh, Lord. He comes out with two suitcases, gets in the car. We go to the airport and we came back to Florida. Two days later, he writes this long email to his family to tell them where he is. And he would always say this, when I'm with you, I miss my family, but when I'm with my family, I miss you. And I don't know why he always felt like you couldn't have both of us. So the relationship between me and Jasper was five years of him being told not to be with me, of him breaking up with me, and then him back up north where he's from. And that was just the first time that he did that to me. It literally was driving me insane the way he can just be okay one day and not the other day. So he ended up leaving again and he ghosted again. And I actually saw him in a connecting flight when I saw his location on social media. He was in a connecting flight, North Carolina, to go up north. And I was like, this, this is not happening. I was actually in Mallory's garage as I'm literally witnessing his phone being in North Carolina, the airport. I already knew that that was a connecting flight to his house. And I just couldn't believe like, oh my God, he's done this before and he's doing it again. And I allowed him to, that's the sad part. And you would think that I hate him. I don't, we got engaged on the third time. So I thought, okay, he's not gonna leave me. But like I said earlier, life is all about changes and you can't expect people to stay just because they made a promise to you. I mean, he got down on his knees in front of my boys and proposed to me and asked me to be his wife. He strictly lied to my face, lied to my kid's face and ghosted me with the car that I co-signed for him when he didn't have a car and took it up north. And I had to find out on Instagram. So what did we learn on this episode? Okay, we learned that life is all about change. Also, we've learned that once a Casper, always a Casper. <laughs> and that self-love is really important. And that's something that I'm still working on that. So do I hate Jasper? No. Does he hate me? I don't know. But he says he does. Hate me after what he just did to me and then goes to me as my fiance. I don't know. I know he's got a lot of issues that he's still working on. So if a guy keeps leaving you, he keeps leaving for a reason. Just because a guy keeps leaving you doesn't mean you have to chase him and run after him. And that is really hard for me to come to terms with. You can't make a Casper a husband, that's for damn sure. Episode 17 But I took your matches before if I could catch me so don't look now I'm shining like fireworks over your sad empty town I never got an apology. I never got a sincere explanation. I punished myself for a very long time and I thought it was my fault. I left a month before my wedding. This is going to be my one of my deepest episodes. Um, I'm going to unfilter, uncensor, give you the real, raw, in-depth story of the breakup. I never thought I would be where I am today, the day after he left. I thought my world was gonna crumble down. The last time that I saw Jasper, well, you can hear it yourself on the next audio that's playing right after this. You got in the car and left? Yes. 
the day before, I didn't know I was leaving. What made you get in that car? I don't know. You don't know? Want to... Uh, I get it. I got it. So your way was to just remove yourself and be done and... I'm saying I didn't know what to do, so I fucking... Ghosted. Like you always do. You've done this to me before. This was time is worse because we were engaged. Have you ever loved someone? Flaw and all. They can fucking hurt you. You will love them to the end. You. No. Yes. No, Jordan. My defense mechanism. Throwing out missiles every goddamn place you possibly can. And yours is disappearing. Mind breeding and fucking hiding. An engagement with children. So you say you lost Dylan's love. But don't you think you deserve it? Yes. Why did you lose his love? Because he saw what? That you left but, me again. Yes. And you knew that when you left. I, and I, you said you guys yes. are better off without me. Yes. Because I think of myself as a piece of shit. If but, that's what you think, then why did you even bother coming back? Why did you make that commitment to me and the boys? It was fixable. It was and fixable. I may not act old-fashioned. I probably have no right to say this, but I'd rather repair it than replace it. And you... Never replace anything. Thing. Then you just get rid of it. I've never replaced. You either just leave it there broken or you just freaking throw it away. Where I went to a hotel and the lady told me you checked out and I have no fucking idea for two weeks that where you're at. Like, do not tell me, oh, I love you. No. I want to repair it. So what the fuck are we doing then? <sighs> okay, then, then why are we seeing each other? Anytime I give you anything and of personal information at all, it's always used against me. Because your feelings are not the Jordan that I was engaged in that loves me. I didn't make you leave me. So the love should have never stopped. Love hasn't stopped. I still want to repair it. And I still want to make it work because even if you fucking cover the entire thing in duct tape, it flies without being broken. Do you if understand? You, it flies without being broken because you've dealt with every kind of right. obstacle. Right, but guess what? Without air, it's balance. not going anywhere. And air in our situation is communication. And when you block me out and I'm a thousand miles away and you just cut me off for months or you block me, that's not love. You don't block someone you love. That's not fucking love. That's then, mean. Then, then I don't know what love is because the people that I love the most, I do that with the most. Yes, that's my fault. Angie, the people that I love the most are the people that I shelf out and cut the most, which I love my sister. Of course. I love you. Okay. Love my mother. Okay. I am upset myself and upset with situations and I shut down. It's not just you. It's not like I'm targeting you. It's the people that are the closest to me that I care about the most. Well, then maybe I need to question myself if I can be with somebody that, that does that. Uh, that's who you've always been. That's who I've always been. I'm not and, gonna and, and if you ever get married one day, you're probably going to do that too because you need your space. Or is it different because she's your wife? That's the question. That image of how that marriage should be should say everything about this question. The image and of that's love the answer. that I had younger is a completely different image of love that I have now. Angie, I have no idea. If you had another husband, no, I'm asking would you. you I, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. That's my image of wife and love was different 20 years ago than it is today. It's not all rainbows and butterflies. Love is a completely different thing to me. You know, you sound like a hypocrite saying that, right? Thousand percent. Thousand percent. Why? Did you realize that after you left me or before? And leave you, leaving you. Like I, I. Tell me, please. You just tell me. I didn't know what to do. I never actually had an agenda. I was asking for two days. Two days of what? Just to get through my fucking mother. And it escalated I know, to I know. shit. In that situation, I was being selfish. Yeah, all you had to do is fake it for two days. Why do I gotta fake it? Why does anyone have to fake it? Why do we have to fake it? Why can't we be real? Real? Yes. But, but that was being real. Real, actually. It was being real. You'd rather be real? fake than real? No, no, no. I'm saying that was being real. That, that whole incident. So that, that was being real. Yeah. That's why it really mother. happened the way it did. Episode 41. Send my love to your new lover. Treat her better. We've got to let go of all of our goals. We both know we ain't kids no more. I want to start this out and say, I got to get it off my chest. Got no anger, got no malice, just a little bit of regret. No, nobody else will tell you.
on the internet It'll set you free, but first it'll piss you off. Shout out to them people. Ashes to ashes, dust to side chicks. me when I'm not there. You better call Becky with the good hair. You better call Becky with the good hair. Oh my god, I'm listening to the new episode right now and I'm just laughing my ass off. Yes, bitch, yes! But the comment said, wow, you're so, so weak. What the hell? Like, who is this? Like, at first I thought it was a joke. And then I saw the username and I'm like, I don't know anyone with that last name. So I copied and I paste and I put it on Instagram and uploads this lovely young blonde who we're gonna call her <laughs> we're going to call her basic Becky this is Becky this is basic Becky if you don't know what basic Becky means in the urban dictionary look it up this is exactly who this person is oh well who's this Becky girl who is Becky? <laughs> Once I find out who this girl is, because I'm scrolling through her Instagram and it's public, so she wants to be seen, I see my ex-fiance and her. And it looks like they're together. And then I remember, wait, this is the girl that he tried to hurt me by posting a picture of her and putting it in on public. Reference to episode 35. Oh, who this username was that wrote on my YouTube video that comment it's the same girl. It's the same girl. This is, okay. So Becky is somebody that I've actually questioned my ex-fiance about before. Oh yeah, I know. Crazy, the ones that they tell you, hey, you have nothing to worry about. That would never happen are the ones that are usually are the ones you have to worry about. I don't even know how to explain it, but she is literally like on people's backs, having two or three guys pick her up like that meme from Mean Girls. That's exactly how she posts these pictures. And I'm like, who the fuck do you think you are? Like, I don't know. Like Rachel McAdams? I don't know. But this bitch thinks she's hot shit. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking creep. I have no shame in it. I have no shame. And I hope, Becky, if you're listening, since you're all up in my YouTube, since you're all up in my asshole, hope if you're listening, yeah, I've stalked your shit. No shame to say that. Is eight years younger than him, and she's a bartender, nothing against bartenders at all, but because she's a bartender, she's got a lot of nightlife photos and photos of her and different men. But what did I say? Don't tempt me. Don't tempt me. Now, I will respectfully say to you, Becky, I say her actual name, but I say Becky. Now stay the fuck off my empire. Love and light, Ange. And I reach out to two of my girlfriends and they're like, don't do it, Angie. As I'm in this mood, I go into my Facebook page for my Ugly Truth podcast and I have a notification of a message. And now this bitch is on my Facebook messenger, on my Ugly Truth podcast, and it's unread. And the only thing I can read is, one day you're going to look, and that's all I can read because I'm not going to open it. Because like I said, I'm protecting myself from going to fucking jail and I'm protecting her from getting her feelings hurt because if she tries to hurt me, I can come back 10 times worse with the Gemini. Once you're on the second move, I'm on the fifth fucking move, bitch. You can't outsmart a Gemini. Like, you just can't. And she's going to learn the hard way if she keeps fucking going. Only did I get the comment from her on Friday. I got him to text message me that on Friday. And she still is going at it on Saturday. So by Sunday, I had fucking enough. I was over it. I was like, that's it. That is it. I'm about to teach this bitch a lesson. Like, this Becky needs to fucking back the fuck up. Becky needs to shut up. Stop talking. Just stop because you're making it worse for yourself. Because I'm going to hurt you. Stay off my shit. And I'll stay off yours. I feel like she thinks, like, she's better than me. And I don't fucking like that. Because I don't think I'm better than anyone. So why should you? Why should you think you're better than me? Why? Because you have him currently? Okay, great. Good for you. Good for you. You know what? I'm going to give you a hand clap because you deserve it. And you can take that however way you want to take it. You deserve him. Episode 49. Oh my back up on the scene. Out here acting foolish like I'm 17. I just bought a new whip. Don't need gasoline. 
You don't go to body image. Shaming. She did. She is trash to me for talking to another girl like that. She said, You know what he says about you? Makeup on and that you have no ass. I told her, Me not having an ass? <laughs> what does that pertain to you? Like, why do you give a fuck if I have an ass or not? Mind your own. You've never even seen me with your fucking eyeballs. You have seen me through your phone screen. You have never seen me in person. How the fuck do you know what my ass looks like right now? <laughs> what does it matter to you what my ass looks like right now? I told you guys, as soon as I introduced you guys to Basic Becky's character, I did say, since you're all up in my asshole, since you're all up in my YouTube, what the fuck does my ass have to do with anything? <laughs> I just got, I, I literally got bored with the conversation because it was fucking going nowhere, clearly. Girl, big blocking person, I'm just not. But... In 2020, I've been blocking bitches left and right. So Basic Becky is sending me paragraphs, and they're not very nice paragraphs. Ed, unblock Jasper so you can see what he has to say to you. Why the fuck would I do that when she's telling me to unblock him? That's the first fucking question she should ask herself because his insecure girlfriend's fingers are about to fall off her hands. I don't know. Just shit about how much his family hates me, which we all know. My girlfriend made a good point. She's like, oh, okay. Like, that's not new. Yeah. Yes. This make a broadcast announcement. Um, yes. Jasper's family hate fucking hates me. They hate me. Like, it, it is, it is what it is. It's such a beautiful thing that I created with my Glitchy podcast. I mold my pain into a work of art that I can still turn everything that comes at me, I can turn them into something beautiful. Episode 24. But I'm not dealing with no guy who's got drama with his ex because I've been in her shoes. I was in her position before. If you tell a guy, I am done with you, I want nothing to do with you, we're over, guess what he's gonna do? He's gonna act like it's fucking over. Don't do that because you are just fucking ruining it for yourself, for your own feelings. Because you guess what? Your feelings are going to get so fucking hurt for saying that. I had to work at 7 in the morning on Sunday. So I was not trying to go crazy or anything. He sees me out and he tells me about an after party. And he sends me the address to his friend's house about the after party. Me and my friends ended up not going there. I ended up just going home, going to bed because I had to work early in the morning. I wake up and I had three missed calls, couple text messages saying, where are you at? And I get off work about three o'clock and my phone is blown up on Instagram, text messages, phone calls, and voicemail. One nice, very special voicemail. And um, I get a message from her on Instagram and she's like, right, let me read it to you. I am with Lucas right now and you left this morning thinking you're so special, LOL. Just tried to call you off his phone, but you didn't want to talk. How disappointing. And now he's blocked you on everything, you stupid bitch, LMAO. I finally respond and I said, I was in my own bed last night. He was obviously with another girl, but bless your heart. Look, I used to be just like you with my ex. My insecurities killed me in that relationship because I always thought he was with everybody. Sometimes he was and sometimes he wasn't. I would message girls just like you did to me and flip the fuck out and that's why I can't even be mad at you. I'm telling you right now, girl, get out before it gets too late, before it ruins you. Like on my missed calls and it's a missed call from Lucas and I'm like, oh, why is he calling me? Probably to explain to me what's going on and left a voice message. Well, the voice message was a fucking argument between the two of them no i swear in my life i never fucked her which she's never touched me like i said we never were alone we were never one-on-one -on -one, and let alone that we've never even fucking kissed maybe flirt text message here and there see him out in public that's it nothing more and she's arguing with him she knows that i was there the night before when i was in my fucking bed probably on my third dream listening to my meditation fucking videos by the way, this week I've been really into some spiritual awakening uh, development shit right now. So that's where my focus is at. Clearly this girl's focus probably should be there too. But she's young. So okay. Show you how hurt she sounds. And he's actually being very fucking honest. And how crazy she's acting over nothing. So here's the voice message. Yeah, stop. Fuck you! I didn't do a fucking thing. Fuck you! Yeah. I didn't do anything. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Fuck you! 
Messages. I finally get a text message from Lucas saying, call me please. And at this point, I'm like, I don't know if this is her. I don't know if this is him. What the fuck? So my phone starts ringing. I'm like, okay, good. Let's fucking deal with this shit head on, whether it's her or him. I didn't look through his phone and assumed the worst shit. And then she started breaking crap and blah, 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 blah. And then after we get off the phone, I was like, look, I'm at work. Like, I'll talk to you later. He's like, I'm so sorry in tech message. I told her, me and you have never done a thing, and I never once talked crap about you. I don't know why she said that. He's like, I'm not dealing with it. I can't deal with her anymore. She keeps breaking my shit and just ruining my fucking day and ruining my place now. He's like, again, I'm sorry for real. Messaging me the next day saying, what are you doing, babe? Oh, now I'm babe. Oh, look, I'm the replacement. Oh, okay, even though we haven't fucking done a thing. And then he's asking me to hang out, and he's like, let's hang out. And I'm like, oh, I'm not doing anything because I have to work the next day at 7 a.m. also. And I really don't feel like being killed by your fucking ex-girlfriend, so I probably shouldn't. So I understand what she's going through, but for guys out there, if you know that your ex does not mean, hey, we're done, it's over, and you know in two days you're probably going to be talking again, or whatever, then you should probably not message girls. And I mean, yeah, we never did anything. He can message whoever he wants, but don't put more fuel in the fire when you don't need to, because that bitch is full of fire. She's a fucking dragon spitting out fireballs a hundred miles per hour. So this is what I mean about girls. Don't say it's over unless you fucking mean it. And guys, don't message girls when you know the relationship you're in is not over. Deal with your shit, and then when you know it's fucking over, if you're really fucking done, don't respond to them and be fucking done. Then start talking to girls, because you're going to get yourself a horrible reputation of a fuckboy. And I don't think this guy is a fuckboy at all, because he was 100% honest in this voice message. He was 100% honest with her. He didn't lie to her. He didn't fuck me, so I don't know about any other girls that he might be fucking, but I know he didn't fuck me. I don't know much about their past relationship. All I know from his friends and from him is that they're always on and off, always drama, always some shit. She apparently goes through all of his Instagram followers too, and I think I've been deleted twice from him and re-added, and the last time he added me was a few days ago, and I'm like, nah, I'm good. Like, I'm tired of approving this fucking request. So, so the moral of this fucking story is don't involve more people when you have a crazy ex-girlfriend. Episode 27. Well, you know what? I, I didn't um, want to do any like digging or searching or looking at anything um, only because I knew I was going to be doing a reading for you. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily need too much. Okay, no. wait, why is there the letter J coming in? What does that mean? <laughs> Yes. Wow. So I'm seeing here with the eight of cups, there was an ending. Somebody here walked away. Somebody Mm -hmm. left the connection and I'm definitely still connecting it to him. Yes. And he felt that he really didn't have a choice at the time. So he He, said that to you? Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. He said, I didn't know what to do. So I left. He felt that he had no other choice. Listen, man. Oh, this sucks. He knows he went against his better judgments. And when he did this, he was not convinced that what he was doing was even the right thing to do. 
Mm-hmm. I will say this because I'm feeling it. That's why I said, oh, shit, because I'm feeling the energy um, that he was feeling at that time. Like I'm literally seeing him driving in a daze, literally in a fog, almost like I want to turn around. He was torn. Mm-hmm. There is an outside influence that I'm seeing <laughs> that is very much uh, coming into me that um, by way of him leaving, it was ultimately satisfying someone else. Who is this? His mother. Okay, yeah, because in the way I can describe this to you, it's a pull. Someone's pulling you towards them, trying to make you do something. Mm-hmm. And her energetic presence, it, it literally was like pulling him. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. It's almost like he was being pulled energetically in that direction, whether he wanted to or not. So he didn't even know, I don't feel on the, on his ride leaving that he actually felt like he didn't have the warm and fuzzies about leaving. He, he, he did not He did not know he was leaving. He said, yeah, that's what, that's what I mean. Okay. So then thank you. Thank you. Because what I'm feeling here is there is like this torn, I'm feeling it. I'm literally seeing this. Like he felt it. Oh my gosh. That's why I said, oh shit. Because this feels, it's awful. It's an, this is an awful feeling. I have to say, let me tell you right now, that man was torn, torn. Yeah. He, he, yeah, he definitely didn't know. He was not lying to you. <clears throat> he, sorry. I'm like, <clears throat> my gosh, my throat chakra's going out. I think it's because he thinks he needs to communicate to you and he's not. So I feel right. like there's things he needs to say to you and he's not doing it. He's, he's keeping himself tight lipped. Feel that he was definitely torn. He did not know he was going to leave. And that is the truth. I can tell you that because I'm feeling it in his energy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Okay. Listen now. The page of swords. Now that is very Gemini energy there. Okay. Mm-hmm. It can be a uh, communication, but it's usually a uh, communication that speaking truths, but it's usually truths that you don't want to hear. It can be just crappy mm-hmm. communication. It can be selfish in a way that when the person is speaking to you, they're not considering your feelings in this. Right. They're worried about their own. So it can be short, sharp communication. So I'm seeing here that thing, very little communication. Mm-hmm. And uh, the pages are often considered messengers. And again, swords are about, yeah, our thoughts, the way we think and analyze things in the world. But it's also about communication. There has not been um, a lot of good communication or very steady communication. Yes. It's been very broken. It has not been um, heartfelt whatsoever. Mm-hmm. We're taken up out of emotion and we're talking from the mind space. This is all, you know, people who like to just look at things in a logical, rational manner yes. and they're taking their emotions out of it. Mm-hmm. And I do want to say that you alone, um, you're very healing for him mm-hmm. at your soul, your energy. You're very healing for one another. Mm-hmm. This is right smack dab in the middle of your read. And again, the major arcana. Kind of like the 808, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Like, and we have three major arcana here. You've awakened the inner child in him. In ways, you have made it possible for him to see certain things, certain perspectives through fresh new eyes, like an innocent child. Yeah. And I'm seeing here because the sun is in the center of the spread. What I do want to say here is... um the two of you, your connection, what the two of you share, because I'm looking at this, what is the sun? It's the center of the solar system. This connection for both of you, whether you realize it or not, it is like the center of your world. Um, but with the Empress energy here, I just want to say this is literally who you are starting to really embody and take on the characteristics of this is you're you're stepping into your own power your own authenticity in other mm-hmm. words you are doing exactly what you're meant to be doing on your journey you're exactly where you should be you have big things happening for you i've been being told that that the next couple months is going to be such a life changing and a positive luck way yeah that's what i said in the next two years you're going to have more than one opportunity coming in and it's going to allow other doors of opportunity to open this is all about your life purpose because this is it this is it what you're doing this is your life purpose and by the empress being here it also is again the card of the entrepreneur this is someone who can and has the ability to build an empire for themselves so in other words you are becoming your own powerhouse i see you almost traveling to do like i see you speaking in front of large groups of people and um this automatically is going to put you into a higher higher income bracket it's a blessing and because what you're doing it's a literal service to the universe like you are 
you're helping to raise the vibration of the planet. You're, you are helping others to raise their vibration. Yeah, it's only going to become more intense and you're going to start seeing a lot of numbers. They're telling me it's going to, you're going to start seeing a lot of like numbers. It's going to be really prevalent at some point for you. I think by the beginning of next year, it's the many, the many. So they're saying there are many who are literally leaning on you and looking to you as like a guide and an inspiration. It's like, there are others out there right now who want you to know you really are an inspiration to me. So as, as this is being aired, there are people out there who are literally like, yeah, you are an inspiration. They want you to know. So (laughs) yeah. So do know right now you have listeners out there who literally are devote, like they're what I would call devotees. Like that's, Aww. they are, they're devotees. That's exactly like my, my listener who was like, I've been listening to you for eight hours and then oh my God, I'm so happy I found you. I'm like, it literally brings emotions. Like my emotions just got so weak and I just like got teary eyed reading this girl's message. And, and every time I get a message like that, I'm like, this is exactly what I wanted. Make my pain matter. It's exactly what my, my goal is. That's, and that's beautiful. Just saying that just the energy and the vibration of that statement. What I often look at this card as is this is someone who is holding back from you. Yeah. They're, they're not speaking to you emotionally. The card itself is a picture of two swords being in the ground and a person running away with the other five. So it's like they're running away (laughs) with all these swords and only leaving two in the ground. So it's almost like, it's like, Oh, I'll only let you in so much. I'll leave you two swords, but I'm running off with the other five of them. That guarded. Yeah. Yeah. It it really does. To me, this is a guarded energy. Very, very guarded. I don't want to say it's in a lower vibrational state, but in a way it is because we're even going from that to the eight of swords. And that is mental Uh, self-imposed mental imprisonment. This is when we're feeling bound and stuck to a situation, Um, feeling as though we cannot move on, Um, being up in our heads. Yeah, because and he's looking back at you. He's looking back at you and he knows that you he's running away from. For sure. So if you were looking at these cars, you would see the guy running away with the uh, five swords is looking back. And there's you standing there blindfolded and wrapped up with a bunch of swords around you, almost as though you're enclosed, called self-imposed mental imprisonment. Say here, with the Empress and the Star, I can't help it. This is like, um, I'm looking at someone who is literally on the up and up. This is like fame. This is, um, yeah, this is like uh, no joke here. So you're, listen, you, you've got big, big things here. Wow. That are coming in for you. One person I, I showed you the video of that's from Washington State. It's a guy, too. He's driving down the road, and he's listening to your episode. And he's like, yep, she's right. And you're like, your collective is saying this. And I'm like, oh, my oh, God. That was the coolest thing. Listen, like, the clip that you showed me from, the, you know, that guy who was driving in his car. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, listen, I had to listen to it a couple times because I'm like, what am I watching here? Like, what right. is this? And I'm like... Okay, this guy, and I could tell it was a guy too. He's like driving in his car and I could hear like he's listening to it over like the speakers in his vehicle, you know? And yeah, and that's exactly what he wrote too. He's like, yes, she is right about the one thing she said right here. It's like, you're kind of saying like you are an inspiration to me. And I'm like, oh my God. And not, like, not only that, but what what did you think about that email? That I was, yeah, I was saying oh. that one for like, like the last, oh my, listen. Listen, like (laughs) I do not share stuff to anybody. I don't like I'm such a private person, but like my mom, you know, and she was just like, oh, my God, like that is so amazing. I'm like, I know. I was like, I had to show somebody. I was like, I I know. Episode 33. My email. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's do it. For those of you who don't know me and and Angie, I don't know how much you do know. um, So I go by the name Queen of Light 1111, which is actually a literal translation of my real name. For all my op- humble opinions, is it has a lot to do with our spirit guides and our angels. It has been the most amazing experience. I've read tarot since I was probably about 18. So with the journey, you know, the journey, and I think a lot of people, when they first get on the journey, it's about union. It's about, I'm, I'm feeling this major connection with someone and they left or it didn't work out and it happened so quickly and you're 
blindsided. And so what they're doing is they're Googling or they've gone to a reader or somehow they've learned about this label, the twin flame journey. It's not about union with a divine partner. It's so much bigger than that, which right. is the union of self. Then they can get on the journey to better understanding and then oneness within themselves. So let's talk about the journey then. Okay. So let's talk about from the feminine standpoint, right. phase one of our feminine is she's on awake, right? So what happens is she meets this person, she meets this twin, okay? And I'm using words like she and he because an energy, so if it's the same right. sex, action, you just connect to the energy. So I hope that makes sense. So, but I'm going to use he and she. Uh, so in the feminine energy, you meet this person, you meet the twin, right? And you have this instant recognition, this connection like you've never felt. And it's extreme. It's loving. You know, your masculine feels like home and it's safe. OK, and so this is the experience that they're going through. And all of a sudden she's like, whoa, you know, like, what is this? I want to be with him. I want to take it to the next level. You know, you're intimate and it's reciprocated. It's not like you're having this connection and the masculine's not engaging with you in this stage. No, He's it's just mutual. as in it. He's like, I want to marry you. I want to have kids with you. You are my future, blah, blah, blah. So all of this happens, right? And as he has a strong physical attraction, this these intense feelings as well. And she also feels like home and she feels familiar. And, you know, you'll hear words from your masculine like this is so comfortable. You feel like home and he's wanting to be with you. And so you're on the same page. OK, right. So then what happens? Feminine's in this energy and then she feels the masculine, whether very quickly or over a period of time, start to detach. The energy starts to pull back. And so what happens is. The feminine then starts to get a little clingy. She's like, well, hey, well, why are you calling me? You didn't text me back. <laughs> oh, well, oh my God. Yeah. Right? And so, and so then what happens is, you know, he starts to detach. She starts to come in a little stronger and then a little yeah. more aggressive and a little more aggressive. And then she gets blocked or whatever happens, right? And then they go in through <laughs> this kind of energy where she's starting to trigger him through her aggressiveness or through her wanting to connect or understand what he's doing. He's shutting down because she's starting to remind him triggers are starting to, to, to percolate up and it's reminding him of past experiences, either with other karmics or it's reminding him of things that aren't healed. Maybe he has a different parent dynamic, right? Maybe his mom's aggressive, dad's passive. Maybe there's a wound there. And as she starts to become more clingy to salvage the relationship, he gets repelled. Okay. And then all of a sudden, so boom, we're separated. Okay. So now the feminine, I'm going to Google, I'm going to YouTube. What is this? Can't get over somebody intense feeling, blah, blah, blah. And twin flame starts to come up going into kind of her dark night of the soul. Okay. And so, and the masculine's like, no, I don't want to deal with her. I got a karmic, I got a third party. I'm blocking you. I'm not talking to you. Don't talk to me. Okay. And she's like trying to understand what's happening. And so, you know, through this discord, through this rejection, she starts going into this dark night energy because she's like, how can you say all of these things? How can I feel everything? And you reciprocate that. And now we're here. OK, yeah, I call that phase my red hair face. But go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so this is where the darkness comes in and the darkness yeah. is that sadness and that devastation. And this is where she starts to come into the light. Okay. She starts to understand that this is her healing things. Like, Hey, maybe I was clingy with others in the past. Maybe this is a wound from, you know, uh, a sibling or my father or my mom was this way, whatever, my friend, whatever. This is a yeah. path starts to show up and she starts to begin to heal and understand that. So what happens now She's focused on her healing. She'll go to healers. She'll go to a coach. She'll go to therapy. She'll work on herself. She'll try to ground. Listen to this. As she now redirects her energy to heal herself, here's what happens to the masculine. Because before that, she's like, why? Why isn't it working? He's not calling. Blah, blah. She's so, her energy is completely focused on him. Now that she has an understanding as she's awakening, the energy gets redirected. So here's what happens. Get a text message in the middle of the night. You get an email. Hey, <laughs> hi, 
because he feels the energy detach. And now she's that empress energy, okay? She's that high priestess empress energy where she understands the journey. She's complete within herself. She's grounded. She's stable. And now he tries to come back and she's like, nope. So now what happens to the masculine? He can't get to her anymore. So now he has his own light. Now he has to do the work. And so now his emperor energy, I work on myself. Okay. Cause that's what the masculine does. I want to numb out my feminine because she brings out too much stuff in me. I don't want to deal with because she sets a healthy boundary of loving herself. That's why I go start working out like crazy, starting to get ripped, trying to attract attention from other people, maybe drinking. He's numbing, 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 numbing. And at some point that just doesn't work anymore. And the tower comes. Okay. The tower comes in the form of job loss. Tower comes in the form of karmics, or or maybe they're like sick of the same old pattern with the karmic. A tower comes in the form of shit, my feminine's really not coming back. Right. Right. Or tower comes in that he finally starts to understand that um, he's got to heal himself if he wants to be happy because he's no longer fulfilled nothing satisfies nothing her. yeah money drinking women nothing will be fulfilling because he's cannot look for light outside of himself so he has to work on himself the feminine feels her masculine coming back you can't take his words right so you have to make right. sure that you're seeing the change in his actions and trust me she's a high priestess she's an empress she's going to sniff it out so when he becomes self-aware what does his healing look like? Well, what's he going to do when he gets bored with his old life? The lesson will repeat until it's learned over and over and over again. Did you and get it yet? Did you get it yet? Did you get right, it yet? Get it? And then when they test you, did you get it? Are you going to react the same way? Are you going to do it? You know, it's just going to keep happening until you learn the lesson. What healed masculine, what does that look like? He's less selfish, not selfish not greedy, not looking for anything, you'll see that he becomes more charitable through his heart space. So whether he's, you know, working with kids or, or starts to, you know, do work that doesn't serve him or his ego. When he right. has more global thoughts about how he wants to create his life, what he wants to do with his life, right? You'll see them do this and, and the universe will make sure you see it. And it'll come up. He's donating or whatever. The universe is going to show you that his that he's shifting his energy outside of himself and not feeding himself with any kind of pleasure that he would have in the past. Right. And you'll see he becomes more confident, not because of his looks, not because of his job, not because of his money, just because of the human he's become. Does that make sense? Yeah, because the feminine already has gone through that. So she exactly. would acknowledge that. Exactly. So that's kind of the journey in a nutshell. Okay, like in a super, super nutshell. Right. <laughs> no, connection. So what's a twin flame connection? Those things that I talked about, that intensity, you know, that feeling that you get, that bubble phase that you're in, everything is reciprocated. But I will tell you the main indicator for me that I know it's a twin flame connection is you don't even recognize yourself anymore. You don't even recognize you are so changed that you, yeah. it's, it's on your spiritual path that you don't recognize yourself anymore. If somebody told me that, Queen of Light, you're going to be on a YouTube channel, I'd be like, are you freaking crazy? You know what's so funny you said that? I actually have a voice memo that I was telling my girlfriend. Oh, my God, you took those words out of my mouth. Um, I was telling my girlfriend, I said, you know, if you told me in high school that I would not pursue a guy because his vibration's low, I would laugh at you and be like, what are you talking about? What is a vibration? <laughs> and I think that there's actually some some similarities with uh, the zodiacs of these twins or no? Yeah, listen, I, I think there's a lot of similarities in twin flames. So actually, I also think there can be polar opposites. So you could be the polar opposite of each other, right? So there's no guidebook to this other than the, because this is a spiritual journey. Um, if we're talking about signs outside of yourself, you you would have, yeah, you could have the same zodiac sign. You could have the same kind of role <laughs> in families, right? Or you could be, you know, have similar professions, similar personalities, similar tastes. This journey is not for the meek. This journey is not for the lazy. This journey is people who are dedicated to doing the work 
to be the best version of the self. Because here's the thing, this journey is about raising the vibration of the planet and good in his own state. Hurt people, hurt people, yeah. Right, hurt people, hurt people, exactly. For anyone listening to this podcast today, here are three messages of guidance for you and your journey, okay? So I'm using the Archangel Michael Oracle card. Well, pay attention to your dreams. Oh my God, you were just talking about this. So this, this message from Archangel Michael is thank you for tucking in me into bed and helping me enjoy a wonderfully restful night's sleep. Archangel Michael, I invite you into my dreams as my teacher, as my guide, as my healer. And please allow me to understand this journey on a spiritual level and give me guidance. So this is very, very important because I bet you the people that may listen to this podcast are ones that are maybe attaching to the 5D. If there's been energies of people not being on the up and up, they're changing. The person you're asking about is trustworthy. You are trustworthy. Therefore, you're not going to pick someone who doesn't have that quality in them. So it says here, thank you for helping me have faith so I can open my heart wider in my relationships. This is a journey of love, of self-love. Trust yourself. And when you have created trust and you have healthy boundaries, you can create an opportunity to have your trusty masculine, your awakened and healed masculine come in. Wow, that was beautiful. That was like so resonating for me and I'm sure for anyone that's relating with this episode. That's amazing. I hope so. It's been such an honor to be with I you know. today. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Um, if you want to let everybody know, if you do dailies, weeklies, I mean, I know what you do. Yeah, but. so my YouTube channel is Queen of Light 1111. And I do remember collectives, I channel one collective and, and I'm saying this and it says two, two, two on the clock. So I do a channel for one collective on Queen of Light 1111. What I do is I look very, very deeply into the masculine and feminine energies and into the connection. And I look at what's happening in their headspace. I look at what's happening in their hearts and I'm looking at what's happening in their environment. So what's happening in their outer world. And then I look at their connective energies. I'm a 3D reader. So I am reading about this world's energies, not what's going on in the ethers and the 5D or on my website, or I might mention it on my channel when I do a reading. You speak a lot of like empowerment and, and self-love and you're all about motivating when you speak. Kind of. <laughs> I really do. It's my mission to uplift people. It's my mission to empower them. And really, honestly, it's my mission to help people find their voice. Truly. That's amazing. No, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I'll put all her information in the bio. If you want to do anything else again, let me know. Yes, I, I definitely do. Let's do something in 2020. Yay. Yay. Yeah. <laughs>